0: number 81 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike.
1: And my name is John.
0: You should have seen the giant hand motions I was just making during that intro, John.
1: Oh, see, I missed out on them not doing a live thing. Yeah, we should do one of those again. Yeah? Yeah. We, uh, we just got to get the, the scheduling right.
0: <laughs> well, working at the same place, it's kind of hard sometimes. Same place, different shifts. Right, exactly, so. But anyhow, hey, let's talk about some shows and stuff. Uh, so, John,
1: yes. what did you watch this week? Way too much stuff. Yeah. But I, I think quite the, a bit some too. of it needs to be talked about. You know, some of it just doesn't need to be talked about.
0: Yeah, we don't need to jump into some great long detail about, like, for instance, uh, The Middle for me. You know, um, it's a show I enjoy. It's a half hour. I mean, I'm surprised it's still on. Uh, but I don't know. I like the dynamic of the show. I like uh, the janitor. Was it Neil Gammon? Uh, I think nope. that's his name.
1: No, nope, it's Neil Flynn.
0: Neil Flynn. All right. I don't know who Neil Gammon
1: is. Neil Gammon is uh, the guy who wrote like. Um,
0: that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna caveat with I work night shift. I just got off shift. I'm a bit. I'm on the drowsy side right now. So, uh, anyways, like I was saying, I like the middle. I don't need to delve into great detail. It's a fun show. It was a decent episode this week. So.
1: Excellent. Yeah. What about yourself, sir? Well, uh, this was the first week that we got our DC shows back, so why don't we just jump off there?
0: I think it's a good place to jump off on. Um, Monday, Supergirl. Um, she's sad because mon is gone.
1: Yes, and but not just sad, but like bottling it all up and changing personas sad.
0: Yeah, like basically abandoning Kara,
1: her yeah. Kara side to just be Supergirl. Right, because Kara is weak and yeah. Kara makes decisions with her heart and Supergirl can just do stuff and get stuff done.
0: Um, visually, I really enjoyed the scenes actually where she was daydreaming. Like at the beginning of the show, when she's kind of floating in the sky and she's kind of daydreaming about Monel, and then later on, I mean, I, I thought you know those were presented really, really well, and mm-hmm. there was just kind of like that's just good TV, kind of absolutely. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know we Adrian Pasard, uh, Pazdar, I mean, yep. Uh, you know he introduced us to uh, Supergirl. Is, is he a Supergirl villain in the comic books or just a
1: DC villain? I think he's just a DC villain. I think okay. he's just a dick. But that's yeah. kinda like how Lex Luthor started off as a Superman villain and became kind of an overarching villain. Yeah, you know, he's right. still mostly okay. a foil for Superman, but you know, he's become president of the world, he's he's done some really national uh, nasty shit.
0: Yeah. Well anyway, so uh we are introduced to him. Uh he goes for a power play to take over Catco. Well, she's off being the president's press secretary. Right. And um long and the short of it, uh, Lena Luther, and I'm assuming based on her friendship with Kara and Kara's urging to stop him from doing it, she took the uh made the power play in taking over Catco. So she is now the owner.
1: Yep, which is gonna be interesting because I kept waiting all last season mm-hmm. for her to you know, do the typical thing in shows and show her evil side or, you know, finally flip over and, and turn on Kara and become yeah. the Luther. But she never did, even though it seemed multiple times like they were going to do that. Yeah, see, they sort of teased it, but in the end, she made the quote-unquote right choice. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I like that. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this season we're not going to have to sit here on pins and needles and wonder, oh, boy, it, now that she owns CatCo, is she going to become – Evil is she going to? um, One thing that really bugged me this episode, though, was listening to her talk and how she had a really hard time keeping her English accent or American accent. Sorry.
0: Oh yes, yep, yeah. Uh, You could. It did stand out as as you were saying. It did stand out from time to time. Yeah, yeah. She had a hard time
1: uncharacteristically British.
0: But basically in this episode, Karen, her circle of friends were all worried about her trying to get her to be herself, even though she was still mourning and grieving. But she wasn't allowing herself to be mourning and grieving. She was bottling it up inside and just fighting crime as a way to try to push those feelings aside. But of course, by the end, she confronts, accepts them and then tries to. Be one of the gang again.
1: Yeah. She wasn't being like emo or goth or anything like that. She was just like, no, I'm taking care of business. She was
0: just sad.
1: Yep. I'm doing what's got to be done. Uh, Yeah. She's just basically, she's just sad. Yep. And she got very mad because, and and I kind of got mad too, because Jimmy misused the bat signal. Oh, sorry. The Superman watch. Yes. Yes. It's it's because was she like, was, she, yeah, yeah. He called her to the office to say you didn't turn in your story on time. She's like, you used the emergency wrist communicator for when you were in dire peril to tell me that I didn't complete an assignment. You yeah, did. she missed
0: a deadline. Yeah,
1: yeah, and which so caused she, her to quit. Yep, yeah, she quit. She's like, no, yeah. to hell with this.
0: No, but by the end of the episode, she'd taken her job back after after Lena bought
1: the company after yes. the bought that go so. Now, the other thing was, we kind of got introduced to the new villain for this season. Not just Adrian Pastar, but Odette Annabelle. Yes. And it was interesting, because we got that scene at the end of the last season, where the Kryptonian scientist guys, I guess, like dark guys, were sending off something in a capsule and said, you know, hey, you're going to take over the world, and... We didn't know how that was going to play out, although it's kind of a ruined thing because all summer long, we had headlines that were like, Odette Annabelle signs on as new villain for Supergirl. You're like, okay, so why know when I see her. So it kind of took some of the wind out of the sails when you see this yep. woman who's just, you know, hey, I've got a daughter and, oh, my daughter got trapped and by the destruction wreaked when yep. the nuclear stealth submarine was – Trying to fire on the city and And she some got some superhuman strength. Yeah. So, you know, if we had never known what was going on, yeah we might have been like, Oh, this is cool, you know, is this gonna be another Kryptonian or or what is going on? And we already know that this is going to be a villain, you know. So yeah. she had her little nightmare and woke up drenched in sweat and we're like, Oh, yep. start of something bad.
0: Yeah, I hate it when they do that. It's like when you have a guest character on a show and they put their name in the credits so you don't see him to, like, more than halfway through the show. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't like that. It, it, it's a dick move, basically. Oh, big time. Hey, speaking of dick moves, uh, on this week's episode of The Flash, or, you know, the season premiere of The Flash, pretty much at the very beginning, Cisco ruins Arrow for us by telling <laughs> us that he's been working for the last five months with... Um, Mr. Terrific there, uh, Curtis and, and Felicity over how to get Barry out of the Speed Force. And it's like, oh, oh, so they did make it off the island. Right. OK. Yeah. And there was a, a microbe of doubt, you know, uh, right. in, in me about that. but Yeah. Um, but some weird turns out to be killer samurai robot shows up.
1: Yeah. And yeah. is
0: challenging the Flash.
1: After they put down Peekaboo, which was yeah. kind of a waste of a villain.
0: Oh, massively.
1: I mean, they brought her back. She had a whole episode last season. Now yeah. they bring her back for, like, the opening bit, like, before even the the Flash title appears. Yeah. They bring her back for the opening bit and let Wally and uh, Cisco and Joe uh beat her down.
0: That was kind of sad, a little.
1: It kind of was. Yeah.
0: Um, But it just, you know, all the return, like Arrow, Legends, and Flash all did something. Uh, They took their season finale cliffhanger and solved it in the opening few minutes of the show. Yes. So it's like, oh, the cliffhanger we left you with all summer long. Yep. Done. All right. Let's move on to, you know, story of the week now. Yep. Um, And this one was Barry going into the Speed Force. And essentially within the first ten minutes of the episode, they've somehow – Cisco, who is a flipping genius apparently. I mean we've established that he is, but can somehow build a gun to do something that no one – that he would not know how to do.
1: Right, but only because he combined – by your powers combined uh, with Curtis and Felicity and a couple others that he name-dropped. Yes, you know, they all work together in their little think tank in their off time, you know, recouping from island explosions and stuff like that, and fighting crime to come up with a concept of quantum physics beyond anything that's on the planet right now. Yeah.
0: So, essentially he builds a gun that he shoots into the speed force
1: and... That's meant to stabilize it, stabilize yes, the prison.
0: And they're supposed to launch something into it that Masks that Barry's still there, even though they're pulling him out because we all know the Speed Force is going to collapse without somebody that was in there to stabilize it. Right. Um, So they pull Barry out, and essentially he's all beautiful mind here at the beginning because he's been in the Speed Force and his mind's screwed up, but all it takes – is knowing that his sweet beloved Iris is in trouble, and he snaps out of it. I groaned really hard at that part. I did, I did. It was that was the big groan moment for the episode for me because I'm used to this show, like. Causing a problem and solving it immediately and wrapping things up rather quickly and everything. Yep, I'm also
1: um, even used to uh, Cisco being able to pull inventions out of his ass. It, oh,
0: absolutely. It almost seems like
1: yep. part of his superpower kit, you know.
0: Yep. Um. But yeah, that that was a groan. It's like that's how like they didn't even have to hook him up to some machine to slow his brain down or or you know just. Uh, balance everything or he didn't have to do yoga or you know nothing like that it was just iris is in trouble i'm okay um but yeah so now, barry's let's, back let's, faster than
1: ever yeah let's let's point out that that barry is faster than ever faster than wally yeah and so fast that he immediately exploded out of one of those cells like, yes. like he blew that up, which that's how is the reverse flash before somebody who was his mm-hmm. equal, nay, his better and more powerful than him, faster than him, et cetera. Yep. And he just blew this. Po- he, like he didn't like build up a lot of speed or anything. He just like looked at it and went and it exploded and he ran away. Yeah. He didn't even face through it or anything like that. He burst through it. Yep. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. it would be interesting to see where he goes from there. Yeah. I'm wondering if uh, this is going to be a problem later on down the road. Like, is he too fast? Or are they just going to be like, nope, it's good? Fair enough question.
0: Um, But anyways, uh, they introduced the villains of the season, correct?
1: Yes. The thinker and the mechanic, I believe.
0: Who we've already established Cisco is probably smarter and more technically savvy than both of them, right?
1: But because uh, cause they build samurais,
0: but at least it's not a speed forced villain,
1: right? Which is kind of nice. Yeah, I, I can definitely deal with that because right the the. We've complained in the past where they had Speed Force villains, you know, as the main foil, but they never really, like, we didn't get any high-speed fights for the most part. It was just like, I can run faster than you. No, I can run faster than you. You know, where was the creative use of hand-to-hand combat slowed down? You know, the, the world around them slows down while they're just lightning speed, fist to cuffs and kicking, and yeah. you know, it was just like, let's race. Stop right. racing and fight. So over on Legends, yes. At the
0: end of last season, they they're back in 2017, but there's dinosaurs there. Yes. And within the first 30 seconds, the dinosaurs are sent back to their own time because of Rip's time bureau that pops in. Yep. And this this is one thing that I I didn't understand at all. Rip uh, at the end of uh, the last season, he basically leaves them with the with the ship, and he's like, well. I'm off. I'm gonna, the, you know, the time lords are gone. Not the time lords, but the time masters. Masters, thank you. The time masters are gone. We need, you know, you guys do your job. I'm gonna, you know, start something up. And, and he takes five years to start up the time bureau and everything, but of course it's a blink of an eye because it's time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, And for whatever reason, he disbands the legends as opposed to giving them a job.
1: Yeah, he basically at the end of the last season was like, oh, I can't teach you anything more. You're the true team and you don't need me anymore. And now he's like, you don't need me anymore because I don't need you.
0: Yeah, and he disbands them. And then they, of course, go about their mundane lives for five, six months or whatever the time period is. And then when – which they never explained how it happened, but when Julius Caesar showed up. Um. Yeah, it was Caesar showed up down in Aruba or wherever with uh, with Rory and they try to uh, go tell Rip about it. They go to the Time Bureau and they're treated like they're big pieces of shit and that's a big joke and it's like why would Rip teach – Like, I mean, Rip is the one who's trained all these people. Rip is the one that's established this. He's hired these people. He's trained them. He's found all these people and he apparently seemed to teach them that, oh, by the way, the legends, they're, they're terrible at this and we need to hate and ridicule them and tell them that they're all pieces of shit. Yep. So I didn't get that at all. Um,
1: No. No, I didn't understand that. It seemed ridiculous. Um, it, it also seemed rather petty. Like, he's he's like, oh, yeah. you guys are finally good enough to not need me. I'm going to go over here. Oh, and I'm going to create a bureau, and the world doesn't need you anymore, so get lost. And I'm going to diss you the whole time. Yeah. So, of course, yeah, when the he, time bureau hero- – yeah, go ahead. He, he basically – he pops into the scene, gets rid of the dinosaurs, and takes their ship. He's like, nope, I'm taking the ship, and uh, you guys get lost. Y- you all suck. Go live a normal life. Yeah. Pretty much. Which, honestly, that would have been the better way to end the season if that's the direction they were going. Like, leave that so that when we see, you know, when they pop up the little thing that says six months later, it would yep. have been after the summer. So we would have been like, okay, I feel like time has passed instead right. of nope. Yeah. No, I agree with that
0: that uh, if they would have done that layout. Um, but, of course, once they convince Rip and company to go to a room to grab Caesar – he escapes from Rory, and there's a mix-up as to who the real Caesar is and some college kid in a costume. They grab the wrong people, and then the Time Bureau doesn't believe Rory now that Caesar was ever there because he's just a drunk moron. And everyone else, though, of course they do because they find, like, an actual, like, Roman gold coin. So they all go down to Aruba, Aruba to try and, and – they steal the ship, and they head down to try and take care of it themselves. And, of course, they screw it up when somehow – Hayward loses a giant book he was just holding in one hand. Like giant book. Yeah, I mean, like a six hundred page book where he like to bring Caesar back. And they're like, yep. Ah, oh, the book shows how it's supposed to be now. Let me take a quick selfie with you and somehow I misplaced a giant flipping book. Yeah, the book that was, was just in my hand.
1: The yeah. book was supposed to essentially be like the newspapers in the Back to the Future movies, you know, yes. where they change as history changes. So he was looking at the book and he's like, "No, look, you know, it uh it it's different now." And so then they put Caesar back on his path and they're like, "Look, it changed back to what it's supposed to be." Yeah. You'd think that they'd have technology, you know, like a—I don't know—a Kindle that he could have just carried that around with him instead well, with of no a Wi-Fi for yeah. No Wi-Fi back there; that wouldn't have
0: updated. But yes. regardless, I mean, he somehow loses. Like, if if I was holding a giant book, I would notice if I wasn't holding it after, yes. like you know. But uh, Caesar gets it, and then, of course, history's all changed again because Caesar takes over the universe, basically, the whole world, the Earth. And and they've screwed it up again, and so the Time Bureau comes in to fix it. And, of course, they don't know how to fight in the field, and they get captured, and then the legends have to save them, and then the, the snooty bitch from the Time Bureau's like, now that I've seen you in person, you guys are really horrible. <laughs> and...
1: Yeah, and part of me wanted to be like, "Mm, fair point. Yeah, Yeah, fair point.
0: And essentially, Rip and his team head back, and Sarah they they keep the ship, and they're gonna go do. They're gonna go fuck up whatever
1: it is. They're gonna screw up, I guess. So we sit here and we talk about how Rip and his Time Bureau, you know, were assholes. However, on the flip side of that, it's got to be noted that the Time Bureau seems to have. Awesome technology. They don't need to fly around in a single ship, which is a single point of failure could easily break down. They have actual like portable windows. They could just open a doorway and then close a doorway. That's awesome. Okay. And secondly, there's a lot of them. There are a ton of these time rangers or whatever you want to call them. Whereas with the legends, they got what, like six or seven of them and those people come and go and they seem to be susceptible to like romance and heartbreak and stuff like that. The time. Bureau is effective. They're efficient. They do the job well. They are just yep. what we need. I kind of am rooting for them over the legends because the legends are, in, at their core, a bunch of fuck-ups. Yep. And the the thing I have
0: to say about these doorways that the Time Bureau open up, it's not just from like, oh, we're in New York City, so we want to be in RUBER, so let's boop, and a door opens up, we can step through in a RUBER. No, a boop, door opens up, and they're in the crustaceous period. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't just travel, they don't just travel from A to B, they travel through time A to B.
1: Yeah. Through
0: space and time.
1: Yeah, instantly, and then, again, yeah. can instantly close it. it. It reminds me of that, uh, that one Family Guy episode where they had the quick joke and it said, you know, and now, the one time travel movie with a fully functioning time machine, and they were like, let's set this for the Cretaceous period. And they turned it on, and suddenly they had dinosaurs, and they're like, ah! And they flipped a switch, and it took them right back, and they're like, oh no, Jeff's gone, no, I'm over here, oh okay, at least we all got back from that and it was like the end you know that's what these doorways <laughs> remind me of it's like okay we're going yeah. to go here we're going to do this and we're going to come back and close the door and we're done the end yep nah yeah that is what it was and and, and the, keep go ahead yeah, i was going to say you think about every uh adventure that the legends have been on they've screwed it up somehow whether it was bickering or fighting or scuffling or being stupid and yeah
0: Yeah. Or egotistical
1: or. Idiots. Yeah.
0: But you know what? Matt Ryan is returning as Constantine for at least two episodes this season. And um, that's just swell. I'm going to stick with it because I want to watch those because I'm a big old fan of Matt Ryan as Constantine. So
1: I am as well. I'd love to see him come back for more than just a few episodes. But, hey, I'll take what I
0: can get. I'd love to see his show return. I'd love to see Constantine ever cross over with Supernatural. That only makes sense. Yeah. You know?
1: It would also be great if they were all in the same universe, but.
0: yeah, Well, they could
1: be. We
0: don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, keeping with the DC universe, let's jump over to Arrow here. Finish out the week here. Yep. So everyone got off the island except William's mom. So now, uh, so now,
1: now, now Oliver's a single dad, which is really by far the worst decision that the show could have made in my opinion. Oh, tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's only kill off one character and let's make sure that it's his mom. So that, you know, Oliver has to have even more guilt than he had before. And
0: yeah. And he's hired a nanny that apparently used to watch him when he was a kid and, You know, she must live with them and take care of the kid 24-7 because, you know, when he's not being the mayor, he's out being the arrow. And, yeah, I just – the kid's sad all episode and rightfully so his mom is dead. And then the kid's like, the man that killed my mom is here. Where is he? And he points at Oliver and I'm just like
1: (sighs) – Yeah, if they turn this into a I'm going to train him to defend himself, I'm going to train him to use a bow and arrow and then – Pretty soon, the kid's like, oh, um, now I want to come out on patrol with you, and I'm going to sneak out of the house and fight crime. I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah, I hope that I, I hope it doesn't go that far either. Um, but, hey, at least they uh, did away with the flashbacks like they promised. Oh, wait. No, they didn't. No, they still had flashbacks. They just
0: weren't flashing back
1: to Oliver's past. They were
0: flashing back to, oh, hey, look, uh, uh, Siren's still alive. Yeah. yeah. She didn't die on the island like they told us. And let's see her all episode, and at the end of the episode, let's show a flashback of how she was alive on the island and how she didn't die. Yeah. So yeah, there's they're still doing 'em. Just not it's not about Oliver being on the
1: island anymore. Yeah. <sighs> or or Shanghai or Star City or wherever. Right. He wherever he to. was. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. It it was it was ridiculous. By the end of the episode, you know, we've established that the kid is here to stay, which, again, really sucks. I'm really upset about that. Uh, we've yeah. established that Mr. Terrific has apparently perfected his T-spheres so that they can outrun a missile in flight and reprogram it on the fly. Uh, yeah. And we have established that um, Speedy's in a coma because they don't know what they're going to do with Willa Holland's uh, contract – and there's a picture out there that Oliver is the arrow. Yeah, but that could be easily solved with Photoshop. I agree, and I hope that they do that because otherwise it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping that it's
0: easily fixed with the, with the Photoshop as well. So, but anyways, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of the episode. Um, it, a lot of it was based on Lance feeling guilty over shooting Siren because, you know, it's it's his daughter on another planet, but not this one. Another un- alternate universe or whatever. And uh, he had allegedly, she had shot her and it was led to believe that she had died on the island, but she did not die. She was saved. And now she's back uh, torturing them, attacking them, um, yeah. just being villainous. Yeah.
1: Yep. So. But anywho. Yeah, it, uh, it was not a, aside from Supergirl, it was not a really strong comeback for any of these shows.
0: No, I agree with that statement. I agree.
1: I, I'm, I'm hoping that they pick up. Although the previews for the next episode of Flash really made me groan hard and that was, oh, we're going to show off the new super suit. And it's like, the suit is going out of control because yeah, like, and
0: the, there's hijinks. Yeah.
1: It yeah. over inflates and, uh, it, like, they didn't even show a villain. They didn't even show him fighting crime. It was just literally clips of the suit going crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Um, keeping in the DC world, let's talk about Gotham. <sighs> I forget that that is in the DC world. Yeah. So, uh, in this week's episode, uh, Bruce brings uh, the, the sword, the dagger, the $2 million artifact he bought, and to a scientist to have him check it out. And uh, the scientist or the, the historian that is, and his uh, his grandson. You know, they they look into it, and of course, they discover that basically, it says he can use it to kill Ghul. Yep. And uh, then, of course, you know, Raishagul shows up to get it. The grandson's off hiding with it. He kills granddad. Um, later on, at the end of the episode, Raish kills grandson.
1: That surprised me. Yep. Yep. That surprised yeah. me as well. But I, I also, A, I was like, okay, well, good, because they weren't going to have a way to, you know, add right. another character to this show. And B, it's entirely possible that he'll bring him back with the Lazarus Pit and be like, wah, ha, ha, ha. Now you're going to be evil and be on my side. Because now they've introduced yeah. that. They're just, yeah they're going to do it to everybody.
0: Well, and they also introduced this person that they made into like a human dog. That,
1: yeah, acts I don't like a dog. The that, shit that yeah, was. that
0: was fucked. Yeah, and they were they, him and his handler were off tracking the grandson and trying to find the artifact. And yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was stupid. It was
0: the majority of the episode. But anyways, speaking of stupid, Inhumans. Oh my god. So all right. I understand they lived on the moon, but I also understand that they kept an eye on the earth, Mm -hmm. but yet they don't understand anything. They understand nothing about earth. They have no concept of anything or how anything works. They're literally a bunch of spoiled rich brats. All of them. Yep. All of them are, you know, I mean, just from like, um, Medusa, uh, the blonde chick there that saw crystal. the this crystal thank you uh who's basically like hi i'm the only human that wants to help you oh no medusa's just going to shit all over her the whole episode
1: oh yeah not crystal the uh yeah the astrophysicist lady
0: yeah the uh, yeah he's just going to shit she's just going to you know pfft, Dude, all the whole episode shit whole on episode. her
1: hold a gun to her run off on her steal her stuff. steal her steal her laptop she was a Yeah,
0: bitch oh massive Absolutely massive. Oh, well, she's single minded and trying to find her family. Yeah. No, she's selfish and obnoxious and disrespectful and rude. And then little princess with her injured giant dog, when the the guy that hit the dog goes to get his ex girlfriend who happens to be a vet tech, what a coincidence. Mm -hmm. And then she's just like, why isn't he fixed yet? Why isn't he better? I don't understand the concept of how healing works.
1: Right. Like, if just, we were in my planet, then things would be different and he'd be fixed already.
0: Yeah, well, you're not on your planet. Oh, and when she calls her a princess, like, oh, uh, well, uh, why don't you just relax, princess? How did she you know I was a princess? I was like, oh, come on. Didn't you want to just like, slap so yourself on the forehead? Yeah, I did, actually. I did face palm myself. I'm like, why is this show so bad? Yeah. Sincerely. And then uh, Ken Leong's character, the one that uh, can see everything and predict the best move, Karnak, thank you, uh, just wants to cultivate marijuana and have sex with a human.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He essentially becomes uh, a loser. Oh,
0: tremendously. And then just, you know, I didn't. (sighs) I'm rooting for, like, you know, the bad guys to wipe out the royal family.
1: Yep, <laughs> pretty much. You know? I'm like, I see where they're going here.
0: Yeah, I just not not a fan. This was the by far the worst episode uh, up until ever, this point.
1: Uh, you know, the first few episodes, I was I was like, okay, you know, I can deal with this. Maybe they'll get better. It's growing pains. You know, when this episode hit, and I got done that. Uh, it wasn't even when I got done with it. When I was, like, five minutes in, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. But then by the end of the episode, I was like, this series sucks. It needs to be done.
0: Yeah, I'm going to finish
1: it because there's four more episodes. Yep. Yep, so That's exactly. what it to. And yeah. it could have some kind of tie-in to uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because right. that'll be exactly. replacing it this winter. But holy crap, what a failed opportunity they had here. Oh, yeah, massively. Yeah.
0: And I guess let's talk about the best superhero karmic book show of the year. The yeah, we, we've the ripped on so many
1: other ones. We might as well do some positive. The Gifted, great episode. Great episode.
0: Great episode, great story. I mean, we saw um, Blink, is it correctly? Yes. Yes. Blink uh, collapsed at the end of the last episode because the, she couldn't hold the portal open anymore.
1: Yeah. She had tried to teleport them miles away and she's – Yes, that.
0: and it was more than she'd ever done and she couldn't prepare. And unfortunately, as a side effect, not only did she go unconscious, but she started opening up you know, random portals. And initially, um, they were able to keep kind of closing them. But every time they'd leave them open, like the police would see them and bring more units in and remobilize. and <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, uh, mom, I can't think of her name. I'm just going to say mom. Yep. Mom who's got some nursing, uh, she decides, all right, I'm going to help you. We're going to, we have to go get, you know, X, Y, Z to, to these medications to to help her, but they're not over the counter. They, they're only available secured at a hospital.
1: Yeah. Got to go into the Pixix machine.
0: Yeah. So, uh, she and, uh, help me out. Oh, uh, Eclipse. Eclipse, thank you very much. She and Eclipse head out. They go. To, they find a free clinic. They get in there. He had been shot, so they pull off the old Teflon tape so that they can show he's wounded. The doctor, you know, they stitch him up, and they help him and everything. But then he immediately calls the police. Basically, you know, kind of is like, huh, I realize it must be fun and exciting to be with a mutant, but, you know,
1: they're bad. Yeah, they, they essentially... They tried to do it as a domestic violence thing, like a uh, yeah. mandatory first responder, but uh, yeah,
0: because she had some uh, report, injuries sorry, from yeah, but she and she had some injuries to her face from you know fleeing the sentinels. Yep. Uh, yeah, and everything else that was going on, but I, I like the fact that she was like, "All right." um, I have not been exposed to this world. And from my point of view, my husband's a prosecutor. So like, I don't think mutants are bad, but I think, you know, if they're a bad mutant, they're a bad mutant. Um, and now that her kids are in this world, she's like, all right, I'm gung ho. I'm in this for the long run. I'm going to do everything I need to do to help my kids to make sure that um, they're safe and they're sound and that nothing bad's going to happen to them. And if that means I'm going to help, these other mutants, because they, I need to help them, so they can help me. I'm doing it. Yep, and I'm going to take the chances. And I thought that was great.
1: Yep, she uh, she took the correct path. I feel
0: yes. Unlike Dad, who uh, at the end of the episode we believe was shot from the first episode, but when it tracked, it was a like a uh, tranquilizer gun uh, dart, if you will. Yes, where it just it immobilized his body, and then once it wore off, we basically we get several scenes of. Uh, Whose dick is bigger between him (laughs) and the sentinel agent? Yes. Uh, And ultimately they both like, oh, well, I'm smarter than you because of this. And no, I'm smarter than you because of this. And then in the end, dad's just like, look, you got nothing on me, but I'll, I'll help you as long as my kids are safe. Yeah, and they don't go to jail and they don't get sent off. So he basically I'll sell everyone else down the river so that way my kids stay safe. So he takes the the wrong path.
1: Yes. And yeah. remember that he was like all tough and you don't have anything on me until they brought in his mommy for yes. questioning, for simple questioning. Yep. And suddenly he's like, "No, leave her out of this." But then he grows a pair again by the end. Yeah.
0: And he's like, "Well, I've decided you really don't have anything on me, <laughs> but I'll give you everything you want. And it's just so there will be a time when they all meet up again, and mom will be disappointed in dad because of his actions and choices, and they'll ditch him.
1: Yep. It's possible, or he's been playing the Sentinel Services guy all along, and well, he's going to do the double cross. You now, pull well. the chair out from under the ring and slap him in the back of the head. Yep, that for, could happen as well. World. Oh, no.
0: I, I got the metaphor.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, it was fun seeing Sharon Gless as the mother. Oh,
0: my God. I laughed
1: hysterically, and it was really hard not to see. Like, where's her cigarette? Yeah. Why does she have a smoke? And, and I just I, – I wanted her to make a reference back to Burn Notice. I would love to see, like, another – like, I think that they could get Gabrielle Noir to show yeah. up in this show, even if it was, like, a one-off thing. You know, she's not doing anything right now. Right. They could throw her in there, have a little Fiona action in there as well. Absolutely. Bruce Campbell might be hard because he's actually doing tours and and you know,
0: Ashford He's Siebel's plugging Ed his and, book. Yep. Yeah, he's
1: plugging his book. He's got the new
0: season's coming out next year, and everyone's you know making you know they haven't renewed for next season yet for a fourth season, but people there's already campaigns going to make sure you know fan campaigns so they
1: get re, uh, get renewed again. So yep. he, he's 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 busy. But we got Jesse and Mom, so yeah. you know, I think it would be easy. We could even get Michael, you know. I don't think he's doing Well, he's doing um, shut I. But that's a Hulu original and they seem to do all those at once. So, he's got yeah. time in between.
0: I just got to pop over for an episode and just like make a weird cameo and take off.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great if we got him to do like one of his voiceovers real quick. Yes. When dealing with a mutant problem, what you have to realize (laughs) is that every one of them is unique. You can't go at one of them with the same tactics you will with the other one. This is why the Sentinel drones are so helpful in a situation like this. Oh, it'd be perfect. Dude,
0: that was an amazing riff off the top of your head. (laughs) I just want to say that.
1: Just Yep, just came to me. Um, But also in this episode, we got to see Polaris inside prison, which apparently is not a mutant prison. It's just a prison prison where they have dog collars that shock mutants who use their powers.
0: Yeah, it doesn't disable their powers. It just hurts them bad enough they don't want to use them.
1: And the more they use them, the more it hurts them. So,
0: so here's something I didn't get, and you explained it to me. When she's in the shower and she's washing her hair, I didn't get the... I, I...
1: The black stuff running down her neck?
0: Thank you very much. I didn't get the symbolism of what that was until you explained it, that she was washing the dye out of her hair. And now we're seeing that she had green hair, which I I couldn't see the hair was green. Uh, And and that being said, uh, in this day and age, uh, first of all, dye doesn't wash out that easy. And someone with
1: green hair isn't unusual. Right. Yeah. Both of those are true statements. Yeah. Like people walk around with blue, pink, red hair, you know, Crayola red um, yes, it's not uncommon at all. So it wouldn't have really marked her as a mutant, I don't think. Um, she may have been trying to fit in, yep. but like the girl that was also there that was a mutant who looked like her skin was marble with blue cracks all through it, Yep, that's going to stand out a lot more than somebody with green oh, hair. Tremendously, yes. I mean, I has Polaris is. never seen Scott Pilgrim Saves the World? Or Scott Pilgrim Versus the World, sorry. Um, Ramona had red, blue, and green hair. So. Yep,
0: yep, she did. She um, did. I um in prison, the the humans basically shit on the mutants and and, and Which is like know, real life for them. Right, exactly. So it's just Yeah. It's, she, uh, it's real life being married and it's turned up because they're in prison.
1: Yeah, and the one queen bee there uh, basically made her mark by knocking Polaris down and kicking her firmly right in the abdomen and saying hey let's see how that muty baby likes this
0: exactly oh yeah yeah exactly so and then players gets thrown in the hole
1: yeah. yeah yeah because she used her powers to throw a table at Queen Bee. yeah so but we'll
0: see what happens with the next episode and I, I feel the need to mention that when I don't know whenever this drops but we were talking about shows that aired from the October 9th through the 15th. Uh, we actually recorded this once before, and the audio got screwed up, so we're recording again. So it's why it's coming out even later this week than normal. But we're not talking about any of the shows starting from the 16th forward. We'll talk right. about those next week.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: in like three days. Yeah, and, yeah, we'll talk about those Yeah, in a few days. But if, if you're wondering why we're not talking about them or why uh, we're an episode behind, if you will. So, But yeah, I thought The Gifted was great once again. Yes. Um, they're doing a phenomenal job with it. It's really the best uh, X, X title that they got going right now um, for the TV. Because I was not a fan of Legion. I know, yeah, and I, I still I, loved it, but yep, I couldn't get through. It. Uh, you know, I was, Rude was actually bringing that up to me the other day about how you were telling him how you got to check it out. You got to stick with it through, and he's like, struggled so hard through first for the through the second episode that he just stopped. He just didn't watch it anymore, so but anywho. But anywho. That being said, um So The Good Doctor. Yep. Um I do enjoy the show. The formula is so thickly in place already that I, I don't know if I'll stick around. It is a little
1: frustrating how formulaic it yeah. is. It's, oh, really? Yeah. Especially when you look at – and I'm going to compare it to House often because it's day yeah. sure. Um But when you compare it to House, House was formulaic as well. You know, yes. there was always some kind of, we opened on somebody who was mysteriously sick. They can't figure it out. They figure it out midway through, but then it's the wrong figure out. And then there yeah. was always like that moment when Wilson said something and House was like, wait a minute. And yeah. came up with the miraculous thing, but it was, it was the in between. Yeah. It was yeah. the in between times of that formula that were enjoyable. They were, um, Yes, entertaining. You know, he was the, uh, brilliant, the, the, but selfish. When he,
0: right when he worked out in the clinic and he dealt with the the daily patients, if you will, or whatever that weren't the you know disease of the week patients. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. There was enough filler in between where it it, it was great.
1: It's hard with this character to find that same level of enjoyment. Yeah, because his brilliance is also. Uh, comes hand-in-hand hand with his neuroticism.
0: Right. Like when – I can't think of her name, but the uh, – I the, can't the, think the, of the, any of their names. Yeah, either can I. Well, her, his name is Murphy, Sean Murphy, that much I know. But when she and her – they they head off to this hospital to get this liver for a transplant and she is trying to talk to him, trying to relate to him, trying to figure out how to get him to open up. And I, I, I did enjoy that because, you know, I mean she's earnestly trying to get to know him. Mm-hmm. And trying to figure out how to talk to him to generate a response. Yep. Um, But, of course, you have this thing where they go to get the liver. They have eight hours. They show up. Oh, it's already been out of the body for three hours. They only have five hours. Oh, the fog's rolled in. They can't fly the helicopter back. So instead of like a 15-minute helicopter ride, it's turned into like a 70-minute plus car ride when they finally get the police escort to take them. Oh, Sean touched the liver and magically found a hard spot, which after determining, they decide we're going to stop in the middle of the interstate off-ramp, shut the road down, throw a towel on the back of a cruiser, take this liver that's gonna, supposed to be inside someone's body to save their life, and cut it open to take out this obstruction that's killing it that's the size of a nail clipping. There was so much wrong with that scene. <laughs> And I'm like, how the hell did he feel that? Like, I, I just, yeah, I didn't buy it. And and that scene was horrendous. They could have pulled off to the side of the road. Yep, They could have hit the rest stop. They could, you know, they could have done anything besides what they did, stopping the middle of the interstate. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I hope not every episode they're going to try to figure out a way where Sean can do some, you know, guerrilla doctoring, if you will. <laughs> or, uh Because he to prove himself, yeah, to prove himself, or show how smart he is, but then no one sees it, or no one that matters sees it or hears about it, right? And he's still given Scott work and treated like crap by his, you know, his, uh, not his res, his intern, but his uh, attending, right? But anyways, I don't know. I'll I'll probably keep watching
1: until I just can't stomach it anymore. we, We also got introduced to his neighbor. And I'm not sure yes. where they're going with this because she seems like the young, feisty, free spirit, kind of the opposite of him type of thing. You know, she's like, "Hey, can I borrow some batteries for my controller?" Um, first off, and then, get a and wired controller, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. And secondly, most controllers <laughs> nowadays don't run on batteries unless you're buying aftermarket controllers, and then those are usually garbage. So you should just shell out the extra money and get the official one. Anyway, I had a problem with that. But she's like, can I borrow some batteries? And and he's, like, losing his mind because, you know, somebody wants something of his. And then she's, like, kind of flirty with him but not really. Yep. And then, and then by the end of the episode, he yeah. shows up at her place and is like, I'd like my batteries back, please. You took my batteries and now I would like them back. Yep. Yeah.
0: And she gives them back, you know, to her yeah. credit. She's like, oh, you're right, sir. Here's your batteries.
1: Please do not call the police on me. Yeah. I'll be interested to see what they're doing with that. Like, are they going to try to make this a love interest type of thing? Or are they going to try to have her be like what that female doctor was doing and, like, relate him to the real world? But she'll figure it out faster for some reason
0: because her little brother had autism or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Moving on also on Monday nights is The Big Bang Theory. Yep. And, um, boy, I can't wait for
1: young Sheldon to come back. (laughs) Especially if it's like the first episode was.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's just, The Big Bang Theory is what it is. It's not thrilling me. I don't even really recall what the episode was about if,
1: uh, gun to my head. I, I just remember that it was Raj and Stuart both trying to hit on the same woman and, the, the same yeah. joke that they've reused multiple times per season, and it's just, it's been beaten to death. Give it up, guys. Yeah. Stop that's trying right. to make these guys like desperate, horny, womanizing. See, you
0: well, know. yeah, that's exactly what they've made them into be, so. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, relationships not working out. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. What a great, great show. episode. Great show. Uh, in this episode, Palmer and Riggs, they're going to make a go of a relationship. Yep. They very quickly realize that she wants things that he either can't or won't or is not ready to give her. Right. And instead of trying to see if it's going to work and stick it out for the long run, she just turns tail and leaves.
1: Yep. And in a very now, sad way, too.
0: Yes. And, and in a way, it's based on how he reacted to her as well. So he has some of the blame to carry.
1: Oh, Absolutely. The- yeah. But both of them are kind of in those places right yeah. now where they thought they could do it, but they can't really. Yep. And they're not communicating well, that's for sure. Right. Um,
0: this episode, essentially, the long and short, it's a, a pop star who some guy gets out of prison and it's like, oh, he's been stalking and harassing her. And what it is, is it's her ex-boyfriend. Uh, she got into a vehicle crash. Someone died. Uh, he took the blame saying he was driving not her. So he got charged with a manslaughter and went to prison for whatever it was, seven years. She, four to seven years. She was supposed to keep in touch with him and this and that and take care and of and she him. didn't yeah, and take care and she didn't. And so now he's out of prison. He's like, Look, bitch, I just went to prison for seven years for you. You're you're gonna hold up your end of the deal. Yep. And um yeah, so that's that's basically what it was about. Yep. This episode. But uh
1: yeah, it's a good show. I still yes, enjoy it a lot. Great show. Yes, absolutely. As as do I. Riggs is is apparently not quite as good off as he thought. Yeah, you know, nope. he's he's not at a strong place in his life and relationship type thing as he thought he was. So,
0: yeah, and 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 we see that we see him go kind of reverting a little bit back to his, uh, you know, his uh, crazy erratic lifestyle. So
1: right yeah, love it.
0: I do. I, I'm a big fan of it. And and I'll tell you what another show I'm a big fan of. And for me, this is Mike. I'm so shocked how much I enjoy this show this season and it's American Horror Story Cult.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And this episode was phenomenal. It's so it the best episode strong. of the season. It is staying strong. Yeah, it really is. I mean, this episode starts out making you think one thing, and then by the end of it, you're like, holy shit, I didn't see that coming. And I'm just going to say it. The first three episodes were a little slow. Episode four starts picking up steam, steam, and it just doesn't stop. I mean, I'm really, really enjoying it. I think it's my favorite uh, season of uh, American Horror Story yet.
1: Interesting.
0: And I don't like cult-related stuff like the show The Path. No, you I know really we'll do um, But that is like almost like a political cult. Okay. The Path is. This cult is more like the following cult, more like a I'm effing crazy and I'm going to make you do wild and crazy things to show that you love and support me and – and the followers are like, okay, I'll kill people, or I'll <laughs> kill myself, or I'll do this, or you know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's solid. It's solid. I'm I'm actually excited to watch this week's episode. So Nice. Yeah.
1: I I may anything? I may check it out if I get a chance.
0: You got anything you want to chat up? Uh, something you're watching that I don't watch? Uh not
1: particularly.
0: All right. The blacklist. Yep. So this is this is a decent episode. It's it shows Red um, rebuilding, you know, his his empire some more by getting a hold of a plane that he now owns that he's now acquired. <laughs> yeah, common beard. Commande- doesn't have any fuel. Or doesn't a have a pilot, yep. but he's got himself a plane. That's right. Yep, yeah. and. You know, he kind of gave the FBI a twofer in this one. He got him a, you know, an African drug uh, drug, uh, sorry, gun runner, mm-hmm. and a uh, a big old insurance fraud lady that where they were
1: they were forcing the police to uh, shoot people. It was a really weird, convoluted scam. Like maybe if I was bigger in the financial world, I'd be like, oh, ho, ho, they really nailed this one. But it just seemed like it was really kind of convoluted.
0: Essentially, it's this company that would buy up someone's annuity. So like say you won – say you won the megabucks or the lottery and you were going to get you know, uh, 200,000 a year over the next 20 years. Well, this company buys your annuity payout from you and gives you a big lump sum not equal to what you would get and then they collect on your annuity every year and, and they've given you your money. Right. Uh, but you need to be alive for them to collect on that annuity and if you die, then they basically lose out on it. So what they're doing is is when they find someone that may be terminal or there's something wrong with them or whatever, uh, they take out a big life insurance policy on them. Basically, so that way they'll still recoup their money that they would have gotten that they lost from the payout because the person died. And instead of being like you know the the 400,000 or whatever it is that uh, they would get left, sorry, get uh, from the payout, it's like five million. So it is suspicious. It's
1: suspicious. It's also convoluted. <laughs> Very convoluted, yes. And of course, they solve it, and uh, still have no idea what the gimp suit had to do with
0: anything. Yeah, I don't get what the gimp suit has to do with that at all either. But it it was
1: there. It was weird too. It like, certainly it was, was there. It was a gimp suit where he was strapped in, spread eagle, yeah, and had some weird kind of hot water bottle strapped to his mouth that he had to breathe into.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it either. But yeah. Regardless, it was uh, it was a good episode. It's a fun episode. It's fun watching Red rebuild.
1: It, it was fun too watching the troll character, that guy who's like he, his arms and legs aren't quite the right size. The guy that works the DMV, yes. And yeah. Red's always bullied him in the past and just like yeah. stormed in and been like, he's like, I'm busy, and Red's like, No, you will work for me. Blah blah blah. And then this time, Red's humble and has to sit there in the DMV waiting room with all the plebeians, and the guy's like, Nah, come on in. You look yep. so miserable out there. I'll take care of you. Ha <laughs> ha
0: uh, ha. Wrestler's being blackmailed by the fixer. Help him get rid of the uh, the secretary's whatever that uh, the bitch's body. I'll just yeah. say the bitch. Yeah. Um, and Red seems to know about it, so he comes to Wrestler, and he's just like, you know, he says, "If there's anything you need for any reason whatsoever." Don't hesitate to ask me because I'm on your side because I respect you and I'll do whatever I can to help you. Yep. And Red's just like, no, but it never comes to that.
1: And <laughs> yeah. Red's like, well, I hope so too. But the offer is always there. I wanted yeah. James Spader to just like pat him on the back and be like, well, give it two or three episodes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You'll be He's like, look, I'm crawling.
1: <laughs> so
0: um, let's see here. Oh, you're the worst. Yeah. Um, we really
1: did see just how fucking terrible Gretchen is in this episode. You know, the first episode of the season we got focused on Jimmy running away and hiding, and yep. he was actually not a terrible person while he was living no, in
0: retirement. He was a good human being who looked up for his neighbor and worked hard and I mean, yeah. yeah, he
1: was still an asshole to some of the, you know, more busybodyish people. Yes. And he still had his weird principles and beliefs yep. but um, but Gretchen in this episode is just irredeemable I, it's not even that she's like yeah. it's not like she's murdering people but she's just an it, asshole she's, we
0: really see how unstable mentally she is in yes this
1: yeah she's supposed it starts off that she's supposed to be going back home for the first time in a long time to see the birth of her brother's wife. First
0: first kid, yeah. Yeah. Her brother's having a kid and she's supposed to be there for that and uh, and she she does she does make it to the her hometown there. Yeah, I
1: was gonna say to her hometown, yes. Yeah. But she doesn't go to the hospital. Like she keeps calling up her father and having the most random weird excuses. Yep.
0: But she goes and she finds like a, her old yearbook and is looking through and she finds a girl that uh, had like leukemia in school and – They were you know, best friends like, at the time. And they had been – well, in Gretchen's mind, they were best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as we find out later, the girl just tolerated her because Gretchen just assumed she was dead and then when she found out she was alive and had bought the – the local roller rink and everything. Gretchen goes to pay her a visit. And at first, she seems to be like she's being warmly received. But, you know, by the end of the episode, basically, she's like, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't really need to see you ever again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. is
0: essentially what she says, and she walks away.
1: So. Which, there was a lot of odd hijinks in there. Not even really hijinks. You know, they broke into our mall, quote unquote. Yep. which is now a derelict, dead piece of crap that some local teenagers are hanging out in. And, and, like, lame teenagers, you know? Yes, very lame teenagers. Like, almost honor rolly type teenagers. Yep. And, uh you know, they convince the kids to drink and smoke. They're like, come on, you're teenagers, you should be drinking. They're like, we've got tests to study for. They're like, come on, yep. drink, smoke, here you go. And you know, they did. Yep, they did. Yep. And... You know, it devolves to the point that Gretchen and her friend there are talking about old times and starting to peel away the facade. But you know, at one point Gretchen just like takes the can of cat food that she bought for the family cat and holds it out to one of the boys and says, if you eat this whole can of cat food, I'll suck your dick. And he devours it. Yeah. Yeah, like in yeah. desperation, like yeah. watching him take his fingers and dip them in there and like shovel it right into his mouth. And then he shows her the empty can and her friend's like, well, you made a deal. Yep.
0: And then Gretchen actually starts undoing this kid's pants and everyone's like, holy shit, she's going to do it. And then the police raided. And by the way, the police would not have raided in which they way they did on the show. No. They would have silently entered in and tried to catch them off guard, not kick the door in from fucking 500 yards away and go,
1: police, freeze. Especially considering that they had absolutely no intelligence to go on. I mean, it's an abandoned mall. Somebody might have said there's some vehicles out in the yard.
0: Yeah, there was it was a trespassing complaint. They would not have 17 officers arrive on scene for
1: that. Waving their flashlights around, holding their guns. We assume because you know they were yelling "police freeze." Yeah, they basically would have gone in and said, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here. Come on, move it along. Do you have some ID on you? They'll Get the IDs. Yeah. yeah, make sure nobody's on probation. Make sure nobody's you know uh, got a warrant out for their arrest. And then they would have said, "Come on, just move along." Yeah, this would not have been treated like a "Oh my God, there are people inside here barricaded with weapons and they're going to kill us all." No, wouldn't have happened.
0: But let's see what next week brings because all this was definitely a, a Gretchen centric episode.
1: Yeah, and not at all. Yeah.
0: no, not at all. Um, the good place was good. <laughs> it was great. Um, Michael is very resistant to the learnings of Cheaty until cheaty basically gets him to look at, "Hey, um, you can die now." Like, and you'll be gone forever. How does that make you feel? And Michael has a midlife crisis.
1: Because it's not just, oh, you can die. He's like, do you have any kind of uh, equivalent of death? And he's like, oh, yeah. What is it? Like, every molecule in your body is ripped apart and put on a different plane of existence to be tortured for the rest <laughs> of eternity. And It's like this miserable theological nightmare. And he's like, yeah. well, that can happen to you. <gasps> oh, my God. That could happen to me. I could die. And he
0: changes his clothes, and he buys a sports car, and he makes <laughs> he makes Janet become Jeanette and wear this tight, tight, tight dress, and
1: and become a blonde. Uh,
0: Janet's probably like the best character on the show. She is the perpetual happiness and upbeatness and smile is, and just straightforward talking is just amazing.
1: She's uh, she's just awesome. I love Janet.
0: And the other thing that Michael's having issues with is the fact that, like, he would make these elaborate torturing schemes. And the, the, the girl there that's blackmailing him and and taking over, they're just doing simple things. Like, for instance, hey, let's have Tahani throw a party, a birthday party for this one guy. And we'll throw a better one and that'll bother her. Ha, 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 And uh, it works because it does. Yeah. At but first, even Tahani's
1: like – that won't yeah. bother me. I'll just have an awesome party. I was great at parties, and then she sees the other party, and she's like, <laughs>
0: and and you know, and you know, and it works. And Michael is just so disgusted, though, that it's such simple plans, and not these elaborate things like schemes like he came up with. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a really solid, good episode. The show is staying good and solid.
1: It really it's is. Great.
0: Great. <laughs> yep, genuinely surprised, but I, I look forward mm. to see where it's going to go and keep going. Absolutely. Uh, Superstore. Uh,
1: the the, the part timers was the episode. This was interesting. It, it had some good humor, but right off the bat, they had one thing that could never have happened, and that was a major conglomeration hiring a fourteen-year-old.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just it not going to happen. happen. No. <laughs> I don't, I'm not 100 percent up to date, but I do remember back in the day, like a 16-year-old can work four hours a day, can't work past seven o'clock. I uh, can't work past, what was it, nine o'clock at night, on a, uh, night. On, fr- on a school night on Fridays and Saturdays. They can work eight hours Sunday morning like, up yeah, up until 10 and, you know, no more than 20 hours a week. Unless it's vacation week, they can work 40 or summer. They can work 40. A 15-year-old can't work more than three hours a day, can't work past 7 p.m., can't work more than 15 hours in a week. I mean, there's so
1: many restrictions on that. It's not even worth hiring someone. Right. And a 14-year-old can't even imagine.
0: Yeah. I I don't – yeah. I realize it's television, but –
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it just – I wasn't buying it. My wallet was firmly in my pocket. I was not buying it. Yeah. But it was a good episode. It was solid. It was funny. There was some
0: great humor in it. There was some great laughs in it.
1: And um, yeah, we we yeah. got the other new hire of the day that nobody oh. seemed to notice that she was a new hire. Like she was a legit new hire and she kept trying to go to people and be like, what am I supposed to be doing? They're like, I don't have time for you.
0: Yeah, every, every time she asks for help, I don't have time to help you right now and storming off. Just, and, just go
1: do putbacks. What are putbacks? Yeah. Just do them.
0: Just do yeah, putbacks. And, and then Glenn's like, oh, you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. And she's like, oh, thank God, because I really don't even know what this is or what I'm supposed to do. Oh, well, you're doing great. Just remember to punch in tomorrow so we can pay you.
1: But great dry run first day. <laughs> Which, again, yeah. wouldn't happen, but that was still it, funny.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, the other funny story was uh, was Dina and um, Garrett. Garrett breaking up. Yes. Because Dean is having some problems dealing with PTSDs, if you will, from the hurricane, uh, from the tornado, that is. And uh, so he says, so do you want to take a break? And she's like, yeah, I think it's a good idea. And then she tells someone that she broke up with him. And he's like, no, it was my idea to take the break. And then so he announces over the PA system that he broke up with her and that she's seen a therapist. Which she feels bad for. Yep. And then she does this big elaborate scheme about them getting back together. And the second he says, yeah, all right, let's do it. She's like, all right, hey, by the way, I'm breaking up with you. And then does <laughs> make sure there's a witness and then announces over the pier that she just broke up
1: with him. It was, it was hilarious. It was, they did it really well. Yeah. Garrett is yeah. one of my favorite characters on that show. He's, he's smart. He's, yep. Uh, funny, he's sarcastic, he's, he's just a lot of good things. This is another one of those shows
0: where it's, you know, they're in their third season now, and it's just getting better. Yep. It's just getting better, yeah. I really enjoyed
1: it. I love it.
0: Um, Thursday nights also is the return of Supernatural this week to CW.
1: And, um. Against my better judgment. I decided to watch this episode because you had talked how amazing it was, uh, last season and you were like, it it was, it was back to its roots. It was back to hunting. It was so good. And, you know, I'd heard it from a couple other people too. They were like, Oh, it really was good. So against my better judgment, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I I didn't watch last season. I haven't gone back to watch it, but I threw this one on. I was like, I'll record it. I'll watch it. Yeah. I, I feel like I got robbed.
0: Yeah. It wasn't the best. No doubt about it. Uh, Lucifer's kid was born, and he is a adult practically.
1: Yeah, in like uh, one second.
0: Yeah, because and he did so well. My mother said that I couldn't be a baby in this world. I'd, I'd have to learn to grow up fast. So that's what I did. And then my mother said that Castiel's my dad. So that's who I've chosen as my dad. Even though it's Lucifer. Um, he's got powers. He's tuned into the angel you know, angel network, if you will. We find out that when an angel stabs him directly in the chest with their blade, um, it doesn't kill him. It hurts him, but he pulls it out and he heals right up and he seems to be fine. Um, so, Goody, so, we've
1: got another unstoppable force yep. that has to do with the heaven and hell mystery thing. Yep. Uh,
0: the one thing they did this episode that really shocked me, which was they, they Castiel is gone. They, you know, they they burned his body. They set up, a, you know, one of those fire pillar gimmicks that they somehow managed to put together on uh, <laughs> a spot of land that had no no trees to begin with. But they have this giant elaborate, you know, pie or whatever. And
1: nobody called nine one one to report that they saw a fire off in the field somewhere, and someone was going to die from it correct. Yep, yeah,
0: no one did. So maybe they had a permit, I don't know. But regardless, um I was just shocked that Castiel, like he got killed and I'm like, yeah, but he'll be back. No, oh, he's
1: you know, his his meat suits now particles.
0: So but, but the thing is,
1: they they've always established on this that angels have different hosts. Yep, you know, and as long as someone's willing to say yes, then they can come back in their suit. So <laughs>
0: But if it's not Misha Collins playing Castiel, right, right, right. don't do
1: it. Right. You know?
0: So that's just my thought. Oh I agree. But no, I, I don't know if maybe the show's better to watch or binge watch so that, you know, you're, all the cool moments are together. That could be part of it because that's how you watched the last oh, no. season. and It was how I watched the last season, but I'll watch episode two this week. It's on tonight, Thursday night, uh, the 19th. So I'll, I'll watch it it's, you know, and uh, just see where it goes from there. And uh, if you don't want to watch it, that's fine. I'll let you know if it's uh, worth checking out or not.
1: Cool. I, I haven't decided if I'm going to watch the second one yet or not, but...
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this is my new favorite show of the
1: season. The Orville. The Orville is really good.
0: You know, and in this episode, a um, lot more humor in this one, some kind of stupid humor like you had mentioned uh, to, to when you and I chatted about it. But uh, essentially, you know, they engage the Krill and they, they get a Krill ship and that's in good shape. And um, they get these devices that allow them to look like a Krill. Yeah, little and holographic they projectors. Oh, thank you. And they're basically they infiltrate this uh, giant krill ship, trying to find uh, a book their 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 Bible basically, mm-hmm. from what they live by to try to understand them more and
1: the teachings and, uh, of Avis. Which they yes. made several jokes about the fact that Avis is the name of a rental car company in the twentieth century. Yeah.
0: Yes, they did they did. This episode, it was more with the humor. It was definitely more along what I expected from the beginning. Yes. Episode one. And, um, I actually, I hope they, they, they move away from all the, uh, that type of blatant humor like that. Yep,
1: It, it was not like gross. But boy, it really took me out of a lot of it. It made this my least favorite episode so far just because it was so ridiculous watching them try to fit in. And the fish out of water scenario, which we've seen played out in a million other shows – But it just, it didn't need to be here. I get it. You don't know about the Krill. That's why you're trying to research them. Awesome concept. You know, very Star Trek-ish. But the fact that they were just so ridiculous and like, you know, uh, they couldn't even come up with names. They were like Chris and Devin and, you know, they, they kept making stuff up on the fly and being really dumb about it. I didn't like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you, but uh, there was a big powerful moment in the show. I mean, the krill decide that they're going to blow up an outpost colony planet, killing hundreds of thousands of people. And so uh, the captain and his first mate, mate—they uh, because of the krill's pasty white skin, because their Earth, their planet, filters out 90% of the sun's rays, so the sun is basically, they're space vampires, and the sun will kill them, at least burn them severely. And to stop them from blowing up this colony ship they they rig the lighting systems to basically make the lights in the ship bright UV style lights and they burn everybody alive yeah kill them all except yeah. except the kids and the teacher who they yeah. make sure are safely in their classroom with the door closed and shades drawn and you know they didn't turn the lights uh, mess with the lights in that room
1: e- even the one kid who got away
0: yep. They found him and got him back in time, and then you have that powerful moment at the end where the teacher says, "Why didn't you? Why did you save the children?" And he's just like, "Because they're just kids, you know. They're not my enemy." And she's like, oh, "You think they're not your enemy? They're your enemy now after they saw what you did." And it's just like, "Yeah, they probably are." Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. I, it, my least favorite episode, but I still, I still thought it was great. Absolutely. So,
1: it's still a great uh, show, and I'm I'm surprised each week by how much I enjoy it for the most part.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. And uh, I I just I look forward to watching every episode. So yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, I only got one more show to talk about myself. Well, actually, technically two. Uh, w- w- do you have anything else besides Mr. Robot? Uh, This Is Us. This is us. I we I have not watched it yet. Uh, with my schedule and, and, and the wife's schedule and everything, we just haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it. But was it was it good? It was good.
1: I'm just going to leave it at It was good. Okay.
0: Cool. Uh, we'll most likely we have – I have uh, Friday, Saturday off this week. So I, I feel like we'll definitely get it done uh, this weekend, catch up uh, both both episodes that we have in the can there or I mean uh, in the queue. So. Excellent. Um, I watched Mindhunter. Uh, the Netflix original series, ten episodes, and it is based on a novel by John Douglas and Michael Olshaker, and it's about how they took the existing behavioral analysis unit and grew it, expanded it, and made it what it is today. Uh, basically, you know, Criminal Minds. Um, and they did it by interviewing serial killers to learn what they did, why they did, and to establish different uh, – to establish a guideline or a guidebook of who these people are, the categories they fit into, why they do the things they do, you know, uh, how they can use this to help see others and find others. So basically they did it to create a Facebook quiz. Basically, yeah. Which type of so, serial
1: killer are you? It
0: is very so the the authors of the book that it's based on. I mean, this is what they did, and so the show is based on their lives. So it is kind of a true story, Mm -hmm. uh, which and but it's it's loosely based. Okay, you know, there's definitely like the names have been changed of the agents. They're not you know playing you know like the the main character's name is Holden. You know, it's not John or Mark, Um, but. The characters in the show are represented by characters in the book and their names have been changed and this and that. And, um, so essentially, like I said, the show is, takes place in 1977. It's about these FBI agents who band together and they end up interviewing serial killers and, and – it's ten episodes they average about 45 minutes to an hour, except one episode's only 34 minutes long. And there's a lot of talking. It's not a lot of action. Uh, mostly talking. Uh, they're not really, I mean, they're, they're investigating a couple cases, but it's not one per show. You know, they're kind of spread out. There's uh, an overwhelming storyline that, is never addressed because apparently back six months before the show even debuted back in April, they renewed it for a second season. So they're teasing, uh, like, I guess the main villain, if you will, in the second season, all through season one, but it's, he's never addressed. It's just, yeah. So that was kind of weird. Interesting. There's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of talking and there's some scenes that are written really well and come off great. And there's others that don't, Hmm. One of my biggest issues is the main character has such a soft talking voice that even when he raises his voice, it it doesn't actually get louder. And it's it's kind of annoying. And I had to struggle through a couple episodes listening to him talk because like, yeah. And then all of a sudden in the last episode, he just – like uh, like something happened and his and his character flipped a switch and all of a sudden now he's he's still talking in that monotone voice but you know he's you know I I he's trying to relate to the serial killers to get these to get, get these confessions so he's saying things like you know to the the kid that the guy that uh, raped and murdered a twelve year old like I can understand I mean. I mean, he, she she probably thought she was older, right? And he's like, well, you know, age of consent 14. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, it's not your fault she looked like she was legal age. And she talked to you, so she obviously wanted you. And it, it gets more filthy than that. But, I mean, like, nine episodes, this guy doesn't talk that way. Now, all of a sudden, episode 10, he's, yeah, he's talking in very, like, vulgar ways. But he's justifying because it it's how he's getting these, these killers to open up to him and everything. So... I don't interesting. Know. Yeah, um, so do you I, recommend it? I can't give it a hard push. I can't give it a hard sell. No, I okay. can't. I know I watched all 10 episodes, but I think I just kept waiting for something to happen, you know, but um, I don't know if I'll bother to watch season 2 when it comes out
1: next year. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I had seen the previews for it and my thoughts Looks were great. kind of along the lines that you had said, you know, oh, great yep. idea, but boy, how are they going to make that like interesting because Like you said, you know, they're establishing this bureau by interviewing people. So they've already been caught. They've already done the crimes. They're in jail. I mean, this is not hunting them down and trying to figure out, you know, what makes them tick so that we can find them. This is like. I mean, they do aid local police a couple of times with cases of
0: looking for these killers or trying to figure out who did it. But yeah, for the most part, what you're saying, yes, you're, yeah. Yeah, I don't it's, know that I'll check it out. There's so much dialogue because it's like, well, we're going to establish this. Well, I don't like the way you're doing it. Well, that's too bad because I started this. Well, we're working as a team together on this. Well, yes, yeah, there's just a lot of like talking things out between each other, you know, the the team that's put together to to work on this and everything. So. Right. But anyhow, moving on, Mr. Robot.
1: Mr. Robot is back. Yeah. It was, I was, I was really happy to see it come back. Um, as the episode started off and progressed, I was not that excited. Like the first half of the episode, I was like, all right, this is okay. It's not bad. Yep. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't really grabbing me. It, it was yep, kind of that. slow. Uh, but the second half more than made up for that. Uh, it, took a shift it took a twist that we've never seen with the whole character or characters I should say yes um, and it was really refreshing because all this time we've seen you know Elliot and Mr Robot uh we know that it's a facet of his personality we see Christian Slater having arguments with him you know we got that one scene in the first season where he was like quote unquote fighting himself you know doing the fight yeah. club kind of thing um, but this was the first time that we actually, we got to see him in place of Elliot.
0: Yes. And, and the way it was acknowledged too was just like, damn.
1: Yeah. It was so cold and calculated and you basically know, Angela, you know, Elliot goes to Angela and he's like, Hey, I need you to help me because you're the only one that knows when it's him, not me. And she's like, yeah. okay. And then he falls asleep and wakes up as Mr. Robot and yeah. she's like, We've got work to do. And she's, like, prepared. She's got, like, yeah. uh, an injectable solution in case Elliot starts to wake up, as she says.
0: Yeah, because she's very prepared, and she's part of this team and this plan, and she knows that Elliot could screw it up. And, you know, Christian Slater is just like, well, like, how do you know you're talking to me? And he's like, because Elliot won't look me in the eye.
1: Yeah, he always looks away.
0: Yeah, he always looks away, and you're not looking away. And then, you know, there's another part where he's like, well, you know, how can, you, if he's your friend, if he really is your friend, how can you lie to him like this? How can you be so untruthful to him and, and, you know, go work against him? And she's just like, well, no, because I'm, you know, even when I'm talking, wait. She says, I'm not really keeping anything from him because I'm looking at him when I'm talking to him.
1: Yeah, I'm looking him right in the eye when I say this stuff. So yes. Can I be lying? And,
0: and it cuts to Elliot as Elliot and then it cuts back to Chris. So it's just – it was really well done, um, it, that that whole part. And I agree. The first half was slow, but the first half did introduce us to a new character that is awesome. awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the I don't even know. He dresses and talks like a salesman. Oh, but, well, that's, yes. But he's—he seems to be like a facilitator, a fixer. Yeah. Um, he is—he's
0: like Harvey Cartel's character from Pulp Fiction.
1: Yeah. You yep. know.
0: Um. But the 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 opening bit he has where he's at this place, this restaurant, and he gets like the final stamp on his card, and she's like, "Oh, on when your next visit, you get a free shake." He's like, "Well, I'll take it right now." Well, no, sir. It doesn't work that way. It's your next visit. And this, the whole scene with him trying to establish, you know, what time quantifies a next visit. Do I just walk outside and come back in? Do I have to go all the way home? It was hilarious. It was. Absolutely hilarious. I
1: loved it. Because I've lived through that. I'm, I
0: know oh, you have as well. I've been on both sides of the counter on that one.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The video store was always big for that, you know? Yes, it was.
0: Yeah. Oh, look at that. You've earned a free rental. Oh, can I
1: go? Oh, well, give me the free rental. No, no, no. that's not how it works. Or, or at linens and things, you know, it would be like, oh, there's a promotion here where if you buy this item, then you get a $10 gift card. We'll put it towards the item. Well, no, I can't do that because you have to actually pay for the item to get the $10 gift card. Well, what yeah. if I return the item and then rebuy it with this gift card? Fuck off. Now, if you return the item, you lose the gift card. That's right. It's a promotional yep. item. Just take the $10 gift card and come back another time because that's the whole reason we did this. Yes, exactly. The whole scam is
0: to get you to come back in the store. Yeah. Okay? Don't you understand how this works? It's, it's Spend more money. It's marketing, <laughs> bitch. Um, well, yeah, it, was, it was a good episode. Like you said, first half was slow. Second half really picked up. The Brig, you know, reveal <laughs> – Of Angela knowing
1: when it's Christian Slade, knowing when it's
0: Mr. Robot, or knowing when it's Elliot. That was super
1: cool. It was super cool, super creepy, and also, like, adds a whole new level of dubiousness
0: to her. It really does. So that really kind of drew me in.
1: Yeah, she's been working with the Dark Army. She's been working with all of them to bring them down. Um, Yep. There was a very interesting, uh, piece because of course the episode starts where the last one left off where he gets shot, you know, by yes. Terrell. And, uh, he recovers of course, otherwise we wouldn't really have a show. Although you never know with this show, we could find out that this whole first half of this season is a hallucination while he lays in a hospital bed.
0: Oh, or never while he, or the end of the episode is going to find out that at the whole, the end of the season is a, a whole elaborate, uh, it's what's flashing before his eyes as he's lying on the floor dying.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but there was an interesting part there where he basically, you know, owned up to the fact that he started this all. He yes. said, fuck society. And he... Uh, initiated the crashes and the power outages and, you know, cause right now the world's kind of, or or at least that area of the country yeah. is kind of at a standstill. Like they don't have power. They're all living with like candlelight and stuff like that. And um, they, uh, they're rioting the streets. They had to switch over to e-coin as a form of currency. And um he, recognizes that he is responsible for this and he thought that he was just sticking it to the man but he's actually screwed over everybody else and then yep. it goes pretty political and he starts talking about how like he set up everybody to be okay with complete you know uh, craziness and to rely more on fear than uh, yep. security Anarchy. and stuff like that. Yes. And it starts intercutting with clips of today's media, today's uh, world events, because this show has always tried to remind us that this could actually be happening right now. Yep. yep. So last season, you know, they had president Obama actually saying, uh, Oh yeah. F they, society they has launched these attacks and blah, blah, blah. And, they did it in the intro. They you know
0: they replayed that in the intro this week too, yep. or they're previously on. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a great show. I'm really glad it's back. Um I'm looking forward to uh looking
1: forward to this week's episode. Absolutely. Me too. Glad to get back into some good mind fucking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh so I don't have any more shows to chat about. How about yourself?
1: Nope. No, I'm good. I
0: did not get any movies in. We watched uh, Teen Wolf as a movie, Family Movie Night, a 1985 version of Michael J. Fox. There was a bunch of stuff I remembered, a bunch of stuff I didn't remember, Um, stuff that happens in the movie they wouldn't have happening today, like the homophobia and other things, but um, it
1: was fun to (laughs) rewatch. Nice. Yeah. So I've seen that movie so many times that...
0: It's been a while since I've seen it, that's for sure.
1: I didn't watch any movies either. But I'm okay Okay. with that. I I do intend to check out The Babysitter at some point. As
0: do I. I I, I plan on it as well. A a buddy of mine, uh, Brandon, he uh, put a review on his blog about it, and I, I read it, and uh, he really enjoyed it. You know, good campy – it was a campy uh, comedy horror. so uh, – Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Um, I don't really have a ton of news or trailers sure. to talk about. I just want to address a couple quick things. Okay. Um Myers coming back for a sixth and final season to Netflix, effective November 17th. I'm pretty damn excited about that. Because I really enjoy the show, um, and it, uh, once again, it looks like each episode is going to be an hour plus, like they did uh, season five. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, um, there's been a finally been a release date for The Strangers Two, and this was called Prey at Night, March 9th, two thousand eighteen. That's coming out. The P R E Y, um, P R E Y. Yep, yep. Uh, as in hunting a prey. And I know you had mentioned that you haven't seen the movie. Yes. The first one? Yeah, you got to check the first one out. I don't want to give it away. Pretty creepy, eerie ending to it. Um, definitely worth a watch if you haven't watched it. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Okay.
0: I, I will oh, and I, check it out. And I watched the trailer to uh, Pacific Rim 2, and it looks like dog shit. Just watch it for yourself to see how much dog shit it looks like.
1: It does look like dog shit, and it makes yeah. no sense, and the physics are ridiculous. And- yeah. Yeah, it's... It's dog shit. Uh, yeah. Um, I-, I saw the trailer for the New Mutants movie. And oh, yes. And I'm wondering why it looks so much like a horror movie. Oh, dude, that is straight up a horror movie. If they hadn't put New Mutants in the title, I would never have known that this was supposed to take place in the X-Men universe. Either would have I. Either would have I. It-, it looks like a-, a horror movie set in an asylum. And that's that's basically yeah. a horror movie in an asylum. Done.
0: Yeah. It no, you're absolutely right.
1: <laughs> so I'm not sure why they're going with that. Um That's that's like an episode of a show could be a horror theme in an asylum, but I can't picture like this is how they're going to introduce these characters as yeah. a horror movie.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a weird take. Uh, well, compared to the other, you know, like comic
1: book movies we get, but um, no. yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not convinced. Maybe they'll have a second trailer that'll make it look awesome. But as of right now, I, I could miss this one and not be that upset. There you go. Yep. Um, and I also saw the preview for uh, Black Panther. And I was sorely disappointed by the fact that it had rap music in it. Mm. It it is not – I didn't think that this was going to be a movie that was all about black power and such. A black exploitation flick. Well, yeah. It it just – it really felt like they were going for the, you know, hey, let's make sure that everybody knows that all these people are African. Well – how about we just do like traditional or how about we yeah. do cultural rather than yeah, we gotta get some gangster music on here. It kinda diminished it for me. Took away from it for you. Yeah, it really did. That's too bad. But I'll still check it out. It's the Marvel Universe. I'm sure it's gonna yeah. be awesome. I loved his character in Civil War. So As did I. So which
0: is surprising that they'd introduce him in that way because he definitely well, I say in that way, but He's already been established and introduced, so... Yep. Whatever. Whatever.
1: Yeah. I think that's about it. Cool.
0: All right. Well, I I guess that's the show this week. Again. Again, for the second time. Uh, Um, questions, comments, whatever, reach out to us. We're on the uh, the on the social media platforms. On the Facebook, the show is at what did you watch. And on Twitter, the show is at, at what did you watch. And I'm at Superstar ML.
1: I'm at the Quantum Geek, G33K. And uh thanks. Thanks everybody. We'll talk to you next week.